Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate that. Always a pleasure to have you. And man, it is a pleasure to have coffee when it is 32 degrees outside. I mean, I will drink coffee if it's 100 degrees outside. That's the way I roll. But when it's 32 and it's raining and wet, uh, that it makes it extra special. Do you feel that way? Or uh, do you switch over like maybe you do iced coffee in the summer? I have before, but lately I've just gone, you know, regular drip. I'm, a, I'm simplifying my coffee preferences as I get older. <laughs> Not to say I'm going to switch over to Folgers anytime soon, but yeah, give me a drip or a French press on an ice cold day. I'm a happy guy. I'm uh, going to change things up a little bit in this episode. I uh, typically, as you probably have noticed, I stick to one topic. Uh, I try to stay focused, don't get off the beaten path, and um, you know, one per episode. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to branch out a little bit. I think today we're going to talk about two topics. One of them is why maybe it's okay to uh, have a phone addiction or at least maybe not as bad as we've been led to believe reasons for that. And number two, we're going to talk about how sometimes, just sometimes, maybe it's okay to take things for granted. And, and you might say to yourself, well, Brad, that's, uh, that's kind of the opposite of what everybody says, right? But um, I think I've got some points here I want to make. There's this old saying, it says, uh, familiarity breeds contempt. I don't know who said that. Let's, let's see. Does it even tell us the, uh, the magical inner internet here? Uh, no, I don't, I don't see who has said this. But what, basically what it means is that, you know, the longer that you have something or the longer you've been in a relationship with somebody, the more prone we are to take, take things for granted. And this is a thought that has sort of, you know, been in my mind for a while because something bad will happen and suddenly my appreciation for something or someone is immediately sharpened. And I think about how, you know, what it would be like if this person or this thing were gone. And then after a while, like, you know, let's say that uh, the crisis is averted, everything goes back to normal and I just kind of go back into normal life. And you kind of stop being as appreciative as maybe you once were. And this seems to be a universal issue, a universal human condition. I mean, some people I think are better than others. But yeah, most of the time, I think most people take life for granted. You know, we don't really stop to consider like the miracles that happen all around us or our good fortune, you know, that nothing happened that day to, to hurt anyone. And, you know, if you take it to the extreme, this kind of mindset can basically lead us to be kind of careless and uh, sometimes even mistreat people that we care about. And we oftentimes don't even really speak about our true feelings to someone you know but taking 
life and all of the good things for granted is almost necessary a little bit. And it's something I think that maybe we shouldn't feel that bad about because it might just be essential for our mental health. Taking things for granted, you know, usually is to just think about all, you know, without question, the things that we have that we will not lose, or at least not anytime, you know, soon. It means like feeling a sense of security and permanence when something really isn't secure or permanent, because, you know, as we all know, life is impermanent. It's, it's kind of an illusion, really, but it's, it's a necessary illusion. I mean, think about if you had to go around and worry all day long about people, you know, getting hurt or you losing a loved one. If you were obsessing about this every day, all day, it would probably have some very negative psychological effects. And they even say that, you know, people in relationship that don't worry about losing, like, let's say their partners, they tend to have healthier relationships. And in contrast, you know, people who are hyper aware of all the possibilities of losing their partners, they tend to suffer psychologically from that. And what's kind of ironic, and maybe maybe paradox is probably a better word, but less secure people may actually be more in touch with reality because when it comes to, you know, how life goes and, and relationships and things like that, um, they're probably more realistic than someone that is completely delusional and kind of takes things for granted. But that doesn't necessarily make us happier whenever we worry about things all the time. Yeah, research though, there's a study that suggests that people who have more accurate views of the world and themselves are more likely to be depressed than those who kind of wear what they call rose-colored glasses. You know, you, you kind of have to be a little bit delusional in this lifetime in order to make it through. If you know my story very well, if you've been listening to the, to the podcast for a while, you may know that back in my 20s, late 20s, I got cancer. And I don't know what it was. I was not a especially positive person at the time, right? I didn't have this worldview that I have now. But I somehow just knew I would be okay. You know, I'm like, I'm 27. I've got Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'm going to have six months of chemo, radiation, and then I'll be done with that. And I didn't really ever think about any of the pitfalls that could have happened to me along the way. And I think this is a natural human thing because it's a survival mechanism. In my younger days, I thought I was, you know, something was wrong with me that I didn't really, that I took life for granted all the time. And it would kind of come up, like I would notice that I would do this after, you know, um, like the old saying goes, familiarity breeds contempt. After having something for a while, I would just kind of lose that sort of, uh, that appreciation for it and for people as well. And it wasn't until I learned everybody has this sort of phenomenon that I realized, hey, this is probably 
if it's universal like that, it happens for a reason. You know, we're not much different when it comes to how our brains work. But if we went around thinking about losing loved ones all the time, I mean, that's a unbearable pain to consider. We often try at all costs to avoid thinking about that. You know, even if it's like staring us in the face. And this avoidance, it sometimes comes off as like weak, you know, that people aren't considering it or shameful, but it's, uh, I'm starting to get to a point where it's just basically understandable. And like I said earlier, you know, the hyper awareness of death, it can backfire, you know, despite our best intentions. It can actually poison the time that we do have by bringing our attention away from now, you know, basically thinking of how things are, are possibly going to end. And it, it's a fine line. It's a tightrope between being appreciative and grateful for what you have, but also not getting carried away with it to where it starts to negatively affect us. I mean, there will be a time where we are forced to not take things for granted. Um, but in the meantime, I think we stay rooted in gratitude and maybe uh, be a little delusional about things to, uh, to get us through, get us through the day. All right, well, I'm going to need yet another cup of this delicious coffee. I got to take a little break, get ready for this next segment that I talked about. Coming up, we're going to discuss how phones, phone addictions, maybe, just maybe, aren't as bad as we've been led to believe. Welcome back. I've got my coffee. I hope you do too. It's a, it's a wonderful thing, right? It just makes the world a better place. I don't want to say without coffee, life would be a mistake, but it definitely wouldn't be as enjoyable as it is. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of, you know, shame out there in the press and various people will judge other people because of how much they, they might use their phone. And look, I'll be honest, I... Whenever I think about my phone usage, uh, sometimes when I look at it, it's, uh, it's a little concerning just how much it gets used. But then I saw this, uh, this study that says, you know, the very reason that we're addicted to phones is because of our evolutionary drive for socializing rather than a technological addiction to it. You know, the desire to watch and monitor others and be seen by others, it runs very deep in our evolutionary past. There was a cognitive anthropologist who did this study, and humans evolved to be these uniquely social species, you know, and require constant input from others, you know, to seek for their behavior. Like, hey, am I, am I doing this okay? This, uh, this thing I'm doing, I uh, just made a post. Oh, you know, that's why we get sort of like uh, concerned about how many people like a post that we might have done is to because we're looking for that affirmation. And it doesn't matter, you know, I like to think of myself as this, this rock, this island that doesn't care if people like it. But, uh, you know, if like two people listen to this episode, uh, you know, it hurts a little. I'm not going to say I'm going to stop, but you know, <laughs> for the two people out there that are listening, you know, this, this is for you, but 
it's innate in all of us. Um, and only you know if you're using it too much or if it's using you. Um, I think uh, I had to pare back some of my, the apps that I was using, the social media I was using. Had to get off the old uh, Facebook. Um, just wasn't the place for me anymore. Uh, and also TikTok for various reasons. Um, man, that one, just, I won't go into detail on that, but just check out my episode if uh, you're interested in that topic of, is TikTok really that bad? I'll include it in the show notes for us. But, you know, when I think back to my childhood, um, we would fantasize about having something like a cell phone. You know, back in the 80s, we watched enough Star Trek to where, you know, we wanted these communicating devices that we could just walk anywhere with. And here we are, you know, we have it. You, you know, we have these computers basically in our pockets at all times. The future that I wanted just decades ago is here. And I know some people that kind of get annoyed whenever there's a question that comes up in a conversation and someone says like, oh, let me Google that. And, you know, inevitably, there's going to be some people that like roll their eyes, right? Like it's a negative thing. But why would you be ignorant about something when the answer is right there in this magic black box? At this moment, your device, it can basically teach us anything we want to know. If you just know how to ask the right question, it will tell you the answer. And as much as people say that our human interaction has become limited due to our use of phones, you know, the truth is you're in an environment where you can communicate with anybody you want to. Some of my best friends aren't even in the state that I live in, you know, and Jimmy and I, we, we talk on a regular basis, and I wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, when I say we talk, <laughs> it's text. I mean, I don't think we've had a phone conversation with him in over a year, but I feel very close to him because we are constantly texting each other uh, and sharing all kinds of different information. You know, phones help you stay connected to people that 20 years ago you wouldn't be able to even speak to on the regular basis. You know, the, the human connection and experience is still the goal and phones just help us accomplish that so much faster and i mean a lot of people say well people pay more attention to their phones than they do the people that are right in front of them you know i hear that a lot and i i get that i've seen it firsthand um but you know we need to be honest i think sometimes about situations that they're not always stimulating you know what i mean you know, the reason that people have their heads down in their phones might not be that their social interaction skills are lacking, but that they're just in a lackluster environment. Sometimes the movie's bad. You know, sometimes I'm watching Star Trek and my wife couldn't care less. And so she's going to get some work done or communicate with a friend or something like that. There's nothing wrong with admitting this. And I think we need to get better about it. And it's, it's obviously a personal thing. Not everybody is uh, going to have the same level of use. I don't want you to see how often or the hours <laughs> that are logged into the day that I'm on my phone. But uh, I think it's worth considering that if these had been around, you know, 20, 30, 100 years ago, Einstein would have had, you know, an Instagram page. And he would have been texting his buddies about, oh, I just figured out this thing. I'm calling it the theory of relativity. There's just way too much 
uh, shaming going on for phone use. And uh, I, I've, been, I've been on the other end of that. I used to make fun of people. And now I get it. I understand where you're coming from. Well, there you have it. I've uh, been able to, in one episode, justify a phone addiction and possibly taking things for granted. <laughs> so hopefully you found this episode helpful. If you did, please share it with a friend or on the social media. You can find me at Instagram at the Coffee Buzz PC. Shout out to my boy Greg, sharing my posts like a boss. Really appreciate that. You can find the backlog episodes at the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. 150, 160, I think we're up to now. I've lost count. It's so much fun. I can't uh, even remember how many episodes we've done. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. And I will talk to you next week.